All right, let's move on to the boxing. Okay, let's move on to the boxing. We are done with the NFL here on today's show. And let's move on to some other stuff, right? Let's talk about the boxing here as Javante Davis. We already knew he was going to win that fight against um, Hector Ortiz, Luis Ortiz, right? Oh, excuse me, Hector Luis Garcia. That's my it. fault. I, I'm messing up here, right? Um, shout out to my guy, Luis Ortiz. You should be tired, though. Let's talk about it from the bottom of your screen, right? First of all, before you even get there, I want to do instant reactions to the fight, and then we'll follow up with this subtopic that you see at the bottom. Whoever want to start us off, feel free. You know, real quick, I just wanted to talk about the fight itself. Um, you know, I think when we watched, well, at least when I watched um, this Davis and Garcia fight, I saw a lot of issues, at least with what Javante Davis was doing between the rounds. Um, I believe from rounds one through five, I forgot the exact round, so I'm going to go one through five. He was looking in the crowd. He was look, searching for somebody, searching for something, energy, whatever. He wasn't engaged in the fight. And when I say engaged in the fight, I don't mean he was getting taken out the fight. I don't mean the um, Garcia was taking him out, jabbing him to death, and then just he, he was disoriented, didn't know what was going on. He was not engaged. He was didn't want to be there. He, he was bored, essentially, with yep. the fight. He wasn't like this wasn't a fight that was like a marquee matchup for him or something that um impacted his career tremendously. He was just like, you know, I, I'm, I'm gonna take him out when I'm when I'm ready to. I'm, I'm gonna warm up to it. And I'm getting a little annoyed that Javante Davis has been fighting like that the last couple fights. You know, he starts off the fights kind of lackadaisical. The guy doesn't really he, he knows he can knock dudes out left and right. He doesn't see it as a challenge to do so, and he's kind of just like walking around like the king of the hill and not doing much in the fight. The first round, he threw, I think, three jabs. <laughs> like, yeah, three yeah. jabs, walking him down, three jabs. Garcia was, like, throwing combinations. He was throwing hooks. He was trying to really penetrate Javante Davis, but it wasn't phasing Javante Davis. You know, and I think it's an amazing sight to see that we're watching a young boxer, now grown boxer, just really dominating the sport. And But it's getting boring because he knows he's going to knock him out eventually. We just got to wait and see. And you got yourself on the edge of the seat watching four to five rounds of this dude talking to his trainer. The trainer's like, are you good? He goes, yeah, I'm good. Looking around, ignoring the trainer, looking left and right, looking into the crowd. <clears throat> it just, you know, it, it, it was like a, you don't, he talks about all this about um, showcasing his skills, showcasing his boxing acumen, his IQ, and all the interviews and everything. And then when you, when you watch him fight, None of that's on display because he's just doing nothing but just walking him down and then walking back to the corner. He throws three little fury punches at the end of each round and walks back to the corner. I'm like, all right, yeah, you know, who's in the crowd? Is mama good? Mama, what's up? Yeah, like it's not really an engaging boxing fight. You know, it's like it sucks because I know how great you are. You already showed how great you are, but now I gotta watch you just walk around for six, seven rounds while I'm bored. Like, all right, well, you know, it's the same old fight. The, the other fighters not really show me anything and i'm scared i'm gonna be seeing that in the future the next couple fights because it seems like javante davis is not fighting at his level he's fighting way below it because the guys he's fighting is not at his can should even be seeing him they should even be in the stands watching the fight they should be at home watching yep. the fight and that's why that's how I, my opinion of how does javante davis and garcia fight man listen man this uh boy tank davis remind me of a fighter Different weight class, though. Roy Jones. And Roy Jones was so talented in his weight class, he made a mockery of the sport. Right? At one time, he knocked a dude out by putting both hands behind his back, moved out the way, and threw a right hook and knocked the dude out. 
That's how much more talented he was than everybody in his weight class. This is Tank Davis. He is very boring. He is super, super talented. And he got to be careful because you never know when the next young star is on the horizon and you got to be on your A game. You just never know. But he is making a mockery of the sport because he is bored. He's playing around. He knows he can get rid of this guy anytime he wanted. Now, the difference between him and Roy Jones is a little bit. Roy Jones tried to be more of a showman, you know what I mean, and put on a little more antics. But at the end of the day, it's the same thing. They're not fighting. The the talent level is way off. Roy Jones never got his full props as a fighter because he didn't have a rivalry. You know what I mean? So we never rank Roy Jones properly, in my personal opinion, because he never had a full rivalry. Somebody that we can push Roy Jones to his limit. This is what we watching with Tank Davis, man. Nobody's pushing this dude to his limit. Nobody can, because Tank Davis got a skill set. Clearly, he can knock you out. But he could also take a punch so he don't even really get hurt that well. You can't, it's hard to back this dude up. You understand what I'm saying? To get him off of you. He's that talented, but I'm just waiting for the rivalry fight, and I hope we get it before he passes prime. And I think we're going to get that with Ryan Garcia in April, to be honest with you. I mean, I think that's one of the biggest fights that could be made in boxing. I think, for me, I disagree with the comparison. I actually thought of this in my head last night. He reminds me of uh, Mike Tyson, like the lightweight version of Mike Tyson, that, yo... Don't go away from the TV because you might miss a knockout. Oh, don't try to, you know, um, you know, stretch. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Or go on your phone. You might miss something. That's what he reminds me of. Like, he's that box office. I think he could be king of boxing, period. You know, king of pay-per-views if he wanted to be. I think he could be bigger than Mayweather. Because say what you want about Mayweather and his defensive paralysis and his ability to be a very smart, you know, disciplined individual. That was a big pay-per-view draw himself. This guy has knockout power. That sells. Knockout sells. I don't want to be watching born fighters. For example, this fight came on at 1 o'clock in the morning. If this was Devin Haney fighting, I would have been out, tucked under my bed, good night. But I stayed up 1 o'clock in the morning to see Tank Davis because I wanted to see a knockout, which I ultimately got. Now, I understand that we are frustrated with his ability to start fast in fights. I think that's not... I think that's more indicative of him being patient and loading data. Loading data with his opponent. Some guys do that. Lomachenko is famous for that. Just reading you, loading you, and making you bait into what I'm trying to bait you into. Long time. Okay? I and I think it's been working for him. He did the same thing with Rolly Romero. Patient, wait for Rolly Romero to make a mistake. He, the first mistake that Rolly made, knocked out. So I think it's working for him. Now, Claire, if he fights somebody like Ryan Garcia... I don't think it'd be wise to start off slow. And I think he would know that. I think if he has great coaching, the bigger the fight, you have to start off faster. And I expect him to do so. I'm impressed, man. The accuracy with his power shots is unreal. I believe he landed about 50%, a 50% clip that was accumulated throughout the fight against Garcia. Garcia, he utilized his jab to, you know, to, I guess you could say, (laughs) to, you know, rounds that he won. He won a couple rounds. It was a close fight. I, I'm not even going to deny that. But, you know, he did take some of the power shots good. I thought there was a, a leaping right hook that he took that I thought could have knocked out most guys that he took. Garcia, so credit to him. But when you accumulate those power shots and the accuracy is there and you're just not, like, barely hitting the guy, but you're hitting him flustered, like, it's going to accumulate. And it did. And eventually, that's why Tank Davis won the fight. But 
the subtopic here though, because it was a brawl that happened in between the fight. Now I heard a lot of people that said it, it could have helped either fighter. So the question here is, did that Meek Mill brawl help Javante Davis win the fight and turn the fight around? Because it was at that point where you start to see things shift a little bit. Now, I would say this, though, for starters. I don't like that street you-know-what. Take that somewhere else. I hate to see that, okay, in that setting, in the middle of a fight. I, I just hate to see it. Like, the old kid in me would have been like, oh, shoot, fight, 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 fight. You know what I'm saying? Like, in high school, fight, fight, get the camera out. Me, I'm above that now. Like, me, I'm, I'm just for the peace, for the professionalism at the highest of levels. I don't want to see that street you-know-what going on. So, yeah, I'm going to just say that for, for data. But I think for me, there was an announcer that said that, oh, this is actually good for Garcia. I thought that was stupid in a way because if you look at it, Tank was the one that initiated the break, the stoppage. Okay, he's the one that backed up and initiated that. He wanted that break. Okay, he wanted to regroup and retool, and that's exactly what he did. So, yes, I think it helped to some capacity, not saying it changed the outcome of the fight, Tank would have won this fight and won it the way how he won it regardless, yep. but it did help Tank get a little breather and kind of get himself together. He was frustrated at one point. He was frustrated. People don't forget that because of the knockout. He was frustrated. And then he got his confidence back, and he got him out of there. You know, um, I agree, actually, with the when the stoppage happened. Um, that fight happening between Meek Mill and, and Gary Russell. I'm like, Meek, what are you doing, bro? Like, you supposed to like you supposed to be the big homie. You supposed to like what are you doing with the still with the shenanigans, bro? Like, I, I guess all that Black already. Lives Matter was for show. You know, <laughs> it's, it's just ridiculous that Meek Mill's still doing this kind of nonsense. You know, he out there with Wallow, and, and you know, and it's like Wallow, first of all, he's not supposed to be doing none of that. He just he just did 20 years. Not like in you're in a situation where, like Meek Mill, come on, like. You put other people in jeopardy because you want to be loud and, and and obnoxious to another a boxer. You know, like you're not I mean, Meek Mill. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I don't know what your hands are like, but you ain't Gary Russell. <laughs> like, it's not that. I don't know what, what you thought that situation gonna happen for you. Um, and uh, just in regards for like the Javante Davis uh, stoppage, you know, I think he definitely needed to regroup and retool because he was getting hit with a little bit more um combinations at that time when the stoppage he backed up a little bit, and maybe he just needs to just all right. The crowd's in it. Let me get back. Let me get refocused, and let me go back into it. Just like Terrence Crawford when he fought Sean Quarter, when he went to the corner. So, yo, Sean Porter's hitting me some things. Like, this fight's way too close. Terrence Crawford's like, all right. Came back out, knocked out Sean Porter, took him out of there. Um, that This is a very similar situation where Davis needed to really show something because right now, at that moment, the fight was very close. I think a card had 79-73 Davis, which I feel like was a farce. I think the fight was way closer than that. I think the fight the fight couldn't possibly have been like 79-78, possibly. Like I said, I said it was a close, it was very close. It wasn't like uh Davis was winning by multiple rounds. It was like Garcia had a, um early, I think round three, I had it Davis 2-1. I mean, I'm not sorry, Garcia 2-1. Uh, taking a couple rounds over Davis. So at that point, it was going back and forth with rounds. And I, I didn't really see a, a point where Davis had back-to-back rounds one over Garcia so I'm glad that Davis recognized that it was like all right let me just fix myself up and go back into it you know so that that was something that that I guess worked out in his benefit it was a blessing in disguise that you know stupidity happened in the crowd and that he was able to just you know, recalibrate and then get the knockout win yeah and you know what's uh, crazy well quickly because I think his ability to slip away from like punches while fighting inside 
and fighting off his back foot, which he did against Isak Cruz. He fought that entire fight almost off his back foot. I think we underestimate some of the little tools that he brings and little nuances that he brings to a fight because we look at the power and think that that's the only thing. I right, We just came to see the knockout, but he does a little bit more than what people give him credit for. And I think we're going to realize that when he gets into these bigger fights, all the little nuances that comes with Tank Davis and why he's the box office draw that we love. Yeah, I, will, I think, well, hopefully, like you said, in April, if you fight um, Garcia in April, Maybe, you know, I don't I don't think it's going to be a close fight. I still got Tank, not easily, but I still got Tank Davis. But um, we'll see then. But as far as the Meek Mill situation, um, you know, unfortunately, man, that's just why um, rap is a hazardous occupation. You know what I mean? Because the decision making when alcohol influences is around um, the decision making of rappers, no disrespect. It's um, it's, it's not a, not a good look. And it becomes a, a hazardous occupation to the point where gunfire could come after this. You know what I mean? Or something. Yo, you really remember the, the Tupac situation? That was that happened after the Mike Tyson the Mike fight. Tyson fight. Yeah, the adrenaline. You know, it's you know, it's crazy. Like we, I feel like you know, as these rappers get older, they should get wiser, and they should be wanting to bring the temperament down. You know what I mean? You got to understand it's entertainment. And if you ain't using a rap game for entertainment, then you shouldn't be in the rap game. You should be in the gangster game. Okay? You want to be a gangster? There's a lane for that. All right? They're real gangsters out here. You, you want to be in that lane? Go in that lane. I'm not knocking you how you get your money. That's how you want to get your money. Go get your money. But if you want to be a rapper, use it for what it's for. Entertainment. It's entertainment. I, I enjoy rap music, too, for entertainment. I don't take it no further than that. And when you take it further than that, I'm not with you no more. It's just that simple. Absolutely. Any last thoughts as we move on? We'll just wait to see that fight, man. Ryan yeah, Garcia yeah. and Tank Davis, that's the yeah. biggest fight that could be made in the lightweight division, in my honest opinion. And I oh, think um, if you're Tank Davis, I would leave it with this. I think that, listen, let's not forget this guy had a lot of things going on legally, okay, that literally could have hindered this fight from happening. That's one. He had a lot of legal situations going on. He was in jail. Okay, that could have threw up this fight. Everything went made by the promotions. All the little things that's happened, yeah. a big fight that's already signed for, you know, uh, against um, Ryan Garcia in April. So many things he juggled, and yet he still was able to have the discipline to win this fight. Like, I think right. we have to credit that. No, no question. You got to credit that. You have to. I mean, listen, Absolutely. Like said, with, the, with the distraction, like he might have got refocused. That, that, that distraction with the Meek Mill situation might have just refocused him and be like, yo, I got to get on my game because I'm in the middle of this fight right now.